Welcome to the latest episode of Public Power Now. I'm Paul Schimpoli, News Director at APPA. Our guest on this episode is Angela Song, Transportation Electrification Portfolio Manager at Seattle City Light. Angela, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Really excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Great. Um, so, Angela, get our conversation started. Could you talk about your responsibilities as a Transportation Electrification Portfolio Manager at the utility? Yeah, so my responsibilities here at the utility are to carry out our work under the Transportation Electrification Strategic Investment Plan. So that's TSIP for short. Uh, and my team is really uh, currently right now focusing on developing our programs and pilots around transportation electrification incentives, specifically on the charging side. We also coordinate with our partners uh, here in the region and nationally to identify future opportunities to ensure, you know, uh, us as a city and as a utility are prepared for this upcoming electrification wave. And last, I really think, you know, we can dive into this a little bit later, but this uh, plan that I am working on was really uh, informed and developed by community input. And so uh, one of my responsibilities, and I feel beholden to our customers, is to ensure that those values and their feedback are reflected into our programs. Next question I had for you is a two-parter. One's a you know, general question, and then I had something with more specificity. Um, so I'll start with a general question, which is, could you provide details on Seattle City Light's efforts to build out EV charging infrastructure in the utility service area? Yeah, so I was mentioning earlier, you know, we're prioritizing our work based on uh, some community feedback that we received in developing the Transportation Electrification Strategic Plan. And there's really five main categories that we're working to electrify. So uh, first and foremost is transit electrification. We know our communities really want us to be investing in public transportation. So that, that's kind of the leading uh, segment for us. The next priority we're looking at is around fleet electrification. There's a lot of industrial activity here uh, in Seattle. We have the port um, and there's also heavy industrial activity in our Duwamish uh, Valley. And so we are also really focused on fleet electrification. Next priority is really around outreach and engagement. So as we're building out this infrastructure, we want to ensure that folks know that it's coming and that they can have access to, to these public amenities that we're developing. Uh, the fourth bucket is around personal mobility, which I believe we're going to kind of dive into a little bit more here. Um, and that the way that the utility is capturing that is around workplace charging, residential charging and public charging. And last is around uh, what we call transportation electrification enablement, which is essentially ensuring that the grid uh, can support all of this new load that, that we're expecting. Angela, so with respect to the plan, are there specific milestones in terms of uh, a calendar for completing various elements of it? Yes, if you pull up the document, there's actually a, a graphic in there that outlines our work up until 2022 and beyond. There's a heavy emphasis on partnerships. Of course, we can't do this alone as a utility. There's also a heavy focus on rolling out programs uh, programs for the transportation electrification incentives that we have. So that's kind of the main focus um, of our work this year. And then beyond, it's really looking at innovative solutions and creative solutions in order for the utility to stay ahead of this adoption curve. Okay, great. Um, and just getting back to the question um, that I alluded to earlier, um, one of the things that caught my eye um, as it relates to preparing for this interview was um, trade publication coverage of uh, Seattle City Light's installation of a retracting on-demand charging station that is placed on a power pole. 
How unique is this in terms of what utilities are doing nationwide in terms of EV charging infrastructure? Well, I'll say we aren't the first to uh, develop this concept. Uh, other utilities and municipalities like uh, Los Angeles Department of Water and Power and the Nas- and National Grid in partnership with the city of Melrose, Massachusetts, are actually using the same products. We really wanted to not cr- recreate the wheel here. A lot of the other sister utilities out there have creative pilots already. And so we're looking to California for their markets and ensuring that you know we're taking their designs and bringing them here, but adding a Seattle flavor to it. Um, and I think the one unique aspect of our program that I haven't seen reflected in some of the other utilities is really an opt-in process. Uh, so instead of going to communities and telling them where we're putting this infrastructure, we're actually allowing our customers to uh, submit an application and tell us where they want that infrastructure to go. And we'll take on uh, the responsibility of kind of narrowing down that list based on the criteria that you see outlined in the strategic investment plan, along with, you know, utility infrastructure and then go back out to uh, our customers and let them know where where this infrastructure is going. So that opt-in process really gave us a glimpse of the demand uh, that that our customers are looking for in, in electric electric vehicles. And and this is already being deployed at this point in Seattle. Uh, actually, the opt-in process is still open until okay. tomorrow. Tomorrow's the last day, and okay. uh, I think up until August, I believe fifteenth. We have over uh, or just about a thousand applications, so okay. it's pretty popular. Okay, great. Um, and um, just switching gears here, um, so the Electric Power Research Institute um, earlier this year released a report that details the potential impacts of electrification to Seattle City Light. Could you talk about the key findings of the report, and has Seattle City Light taken any actions related to electrification as a result of what was included in it? Yeah. So, yeah, EPRI really helped us prepare for the amount of um, load that that Seattle City Light is expecting. Some of the key findings uh, were really around um, that electrification can provide us a path to meet our city climate goals. This assessment really looked at the different policies that are driving our efforts. Uh, One under the Climate Action Plan, and the second one is really around the Green New Deal emission goals. And so in both of these scenarios, you know, electrification can provide the the emission reductions that we're looking looking to achieve. The second finding is that um, electrification will increase Seattle City's city lights load, um, both the number of kilowatt hours used across the entire year and the peak load. So impacts of the distribution grid will obviously vary based on time and location. And I know this seems pretty obvious um, that, you know, electrification is going to increase the load. This is an insight that on its face seems like it's somewhat obvious that if we're electrifying end uses in our service territory that our load will increase. But obviously the impacts will vary. However, by conducting this analysis, we are better able to understand the nuances of what will be the largest drivers of load increase, when peaks in demand might occur, and how we can start planning for that. Okay, great. 
Um, so, Angela, just to, as a wrap-up question, I want to um, uh, toss a kind of big-picture question your way, um, which is, you know, as Seattle City Light plans for the future, what do you in your role at the utility see as the key challenges and opportunities um, for the utility when it comes to electrification? It's a great question. I think the the biggest headliner for me is that this is a paradigm and transformative shift for utilities. We are now uh, transitioning from power providers to fuel providers, and success of that level requires partnerships at many levels beyond the meter. You know, with our customers to plan for the long term for the long term, our communities. Um, we're also, you know, working with EPRI to prepare for these these upcoming loads. Um, so that long term alignment and focus from all of us, from city, state, federal. You know, all of that needs to come together in, in order for us to, you know, ensure we're staying ahead of this adoption of electrification. The second piece is really around education. You know, there uh, there's an image out there for electric vehicles, you know, that that they're for the wealthy, especially here in Seattle. Uh, and we really need to break that barrier of understanding because our disadvantaged and underserved communities really stand to benefit the most from electric vehicles from an emission standpoint and a cost saving standpoint. So I think there needs to be a lot more uh, education, even to the general public about the benefits of electric vehicles and, and range and kind of getting getting past that range anxiety barrier. And the last opportunity that I see is, you know, really the utility has a chance to be really creative um, in identifying the solution that can also meet the grid where they're at. You know, with all this new funding coming, uh, we see new innovative solutions um, around software, different technologies and, and other partnerships that we're seeing as well. And so I think, again, kind of back to that transformative shift, we need all these players together um, people, the people side, and then also that technology, hardware, and software side to, to kind of come with us. Um, so I think we're in a really exciting, pivotal point right now for the utilities to to stay engaged and and really lead this transformation for for us. So, with the respect to the education challenge, I mean, from your perspective and and Seattle City Light, what um, how big of a challenge is that in isolation at this point? Yeah. So I. I want to say I think the barrier um, and education around electric vehicles is still pretty significant, and obviously right. it ranges from from you know customer to customer. Right. Seattle City Light is really taking an um, outreach and education focus around our community-based organizations. So uh, we have specifically contracted with some local organizations that are working on climate working on transportation and the intersections of, of all of this work. Uh, specifically, the Environmental Coalition of South Seattle is, is leading a lot of this with us. Um, and so they are specifically going out to, you know, a lot of the summer festivals and events to chat with neighborhoods and communities and families about our efforts, uh, what they see as the benefit of transportation electrification. So, so that's one one side. They're also developing work products across this sector. So uh, my for example is that we just developed some um, some public facing fact sheets around transportation electrification that are specific for their communities and the clientele that they connect with. So it's a specific messaging uh, that they know works with their communities. 
Interesting. Okay, great. Well, Angela, thanks so much for taking the time and given anything you have on your plate and how uh, fluid the, the topic of uh, electrification is, we'd, we'd love to have you back on the podcast at some point in the future. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks for listening to this episode of Public Power Now. Be sure to check out past episodes and learn more at publicpower.org slash podcast. Public Power Now comes to you from the American Public Power Association and is produced by APPA Digital Content Director David Blaylock. I'm Paul Schimpoli, and we'll be back soon with more from the world of public power.